Okay, I am also rolling. I'm rolling, I'm rolling, I'm rolling. <laughs> See, Sheldon Alexander, I love these hot starts. Oh. I like to keep you on your toes. That's too funny. This is, this is You Killed It, the podcast about the challenge, talking about War of the Worlds. I'm John Chidley Hill. And my name is Sheldon Alexander. I will sit up to the mic because, you know, that's, that's what good. happens when you're uh, recording yourself. You should probably talk into the mic. Helpful pro That's tip, right. kids. You gotta speak from your diaphragm, not look directly at the microphone so you don't pop your peas. Yeah, I do struggle. And with come that with big times. energy. I struggle with that at times, you know. But we try. We try. <laughs> we are very professional podcast producers, I guess. Um, Con- content producers. I'm trying to, the boomerang I've been trying to make, I'm, I'm tagging it as you killed it tings, but it keeps auto-correcting, <laughs> it keeps auto-correcting tings. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know why. I, uh, as, a, as a callback to two episodes ago on you killed it, I am supposed to, well, I was asked to use the phrase tings more. Oh, okay. By superfan Lawrence Thomas. Yes. Who really liked it when I used the phrase, you were a side ting. <laughs> and I'm still uh, grappling with whether or not I should actually do that. Because I don't, I don't, if I'm not I mis- don't feel 100% comfortable, <laughs> Sheldon. If I'm not mistaken, I believe you just did use it again. So hey, that's a win. Score a dub D- for Does LT. that count? I think that definitely <laughs> counts. It happened. I heard it. I heard it. The people there heard it. There you go. There you go. There you go, LT. <laughs> Speaking of having important conversations, we pick up this episode of War of the Worlds 2 immediately after the elimination uh, between Idris and Sean. I couldn't even remember his name. Who is he, Rogan? And Jordan <laughs> calls what I think is a long overdue meeting of... Team United States, Team US of A. To to his goal is to call out Wes. Yes. For disloyalty. But Leroy had been asking to have a meeting like this for days. And Jordan sort of starts to explain the scenario. And Leroy immediately understands that Wes's vote for Bear was a burn vote to sort of cover up his allegiance to Rogan. And the Brits are listening right outside. Like, D's <laughs> listening in, CT's listening in, Joss is listening in. What did you think of this little uh, team conversation? You know what? This is why I'm here. I'm here for the drama. I'm here for the, like, the pettiness. I just love, like, you know, everything about this. You have the whole group, like, just sitting around, having their team meeting, and West being called out and everyone knows what's going on. The thing that I was most impressed with was how West quickly was able to flip it because it could have looked way worse for him. And don't get me wrong. It still doesn't look good for Wes, but no, he came, he came with the quickness in terms of how he was able to flip this and turn it into, Oh, well, Jordan also changed his vote at the last second and he made it, he made a deal with Rogan and it's like, Okay, yeah, but you know what I mean? But it could have been way worse. And you could see a situation in which, you know, he could have been more unprepared. 
and that would have looked way worse for Wes. And then on, but I think that's seeing the the veteran nature of Wes. He probably knew this moment was coming, right? Yes, I also think. First of all, I gotta say I agree with you. I don't think that this went the way Jordan was hoping for. <laughs> right. Agreed. And, and I think part of the problem is that Johnny Bananas jumps into the fray. Okay. And Johnny Bananas is the boy that cried wolf when it comes to Wes. Like, he's called Wes a snake for so long that as soon as he is like, who'd have known Wes turned his back, everyone just tunes him out. <laughs> right? Like, but, like, I, I know you're laughing, but I'm dead serious. The fact that Johnny sort of spoke up to support Jordan, I think actually hurt Jordan, because as soon as Johnny starts talking shit about Wes, everyone's like, oh, here we go again. It's like, we've heard this story before. Yeah, exactly. And so, I, I feel like Wes sort of escaped unscathed. Uh, but at the same time, though, I think Johnny brings up a great point. It's like, oh, are we? is anybody in that room shocked that Wes would be wheeling and dealing? Right, like nobody on Team USA is brand new. They all know that w the moves that Wes is on. Heck, you went through it last episode. They were all on what? They were all in the DMs with Wes for the most part before the season started. So it's not like yeah. any news is breaking. But you know, I think the spectacle that I think where you're right is the spectacle that Jordan tried to make. That part I don't think worked out for him as planned in terms of like embarrassing Wes or making him look bad because as we said, I think he was prepared for it. And so that allowed him to at least have some explanation, you know, that doesn't make it seem or doesn't make it sound as nearly as bad as it probably should. It's not just that, but think of who else is in that room. Cam and Kaylee are in an alliance because they're best friends. Yeah. And Josh wants to be in an alliance, a spiritual, mental, physical, <laughs> sexual alliance with Georgia. Correct. Right? So, like, there's people in that room who are like, yeah, okay. <laughs> like, and your point is, <laughs> Jordan. <laughs> right? Like, there's people in that room that are doing the exact same thing. And also, Wes and D's alliance came as advertised. Right? Like, when they were picking, like, should we call Choose Ninja or Choose D as our reinforcement, mm -hmm. Wes had said, let's choose Ninja because D and I have such a rock-solid alliance that she can be our mole in the British team. So, like, it's not, like, it's not news news. It's not capital N news. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, at the end of the day... The team, I guess it was good right away to kind of expose it. And I think what's happening is from Jordan's standpoint, from Johnny Bananas' standpoint, their main goal here was just to put the spotlight on Wes for the following week when it becomes the guy's elimination. And just in case the U.S. team loses, they want us, they want it, you know, put the spotlight on someone else that isn't them, but also just uh, something that's easy for everyone else to see in terms of Wes being a target. And I think they succeeded mm -hmm. with that. But Yes. Go ahead. No, no, no. It's okay. It's okay. Go ahead. Well, I was going <laughs> to say that there's the other thing, though, is that Wes now knows to be more careful. Yeah. And Wes can say to Joss and Rogan, like, hey, boys, 
kind of fucked me. <laughs> like, yeah. be smart. Yeah. Be For once in your life, Rogan, be cool. I was going to say, cool. if, if you were on Team USA, what would you make of this this situation? Like, if you were just, you know, just whoever random person on Team USA and you're watching this all go down, what would your takeaway be from this? Um... I'd be, honestly, if I wasn't directly involved, like, if I was not Johnny, Jordan, or Wes, like, if I, if I was Leroy, or if I was Josh, I would low-key love this. Yeah. Okay. Because, as you and I always say, the goal of the challenge, at least for the first half, is what? <laughs> Just stay under the radar. Don't get in the elimination. Stay under the radar. So if Wes is taking all this heat and Jordan and Johnny are going to take all this heat, so be it. Yeah. Like, this is fine. <laughs> like, yeah, like, yes, your team has to win. But for you to win, you have to still be on the team when it wins at the end. Yeah. Right? No, totally. So, like, if people want to snipe each other, go ahead. Right? Like, if I was Zach, I think Zach as an example, is playing his hand perfectly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I totally agree. He's just staying out of it. He's just cruising, baby. I think, too, the big part is you might have heard the rumors about Wes. You might have been one of the people he tried to approach before the show started. But it's kind of like, if you don't know, now you know kind of thing. That you might be able to trust him. He's a good player. But... You gotta you gotta take it with a grain of salt at the same time because the same deal that he has with you probably has with someone else. That would be my takeaway. But hey, much more to come on on Wes making moves this season. I'm I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna go out on a limb and guess. But uh, let's let's oh. switch gears here. Let's switch gears. Sure. Um, <laughs> because you know, as this house moves along, they have their team meeting, which I thought was cool to see them like get together and have the team meeting but also what else do we like to see them get together and do because i like the bang smang it did you say bang (laughs) is that what you just said i said bang and then i said (laughs) smang it i was just gonna say hang out by the pool but sure john (laughs) nah i want to see them practice making babies (laughs) the pool scene is always fun because that's where the politicking goes on, but also that's where you get to see who's the crews, right? Um, you mentioned Bang, and I think that's because D is like, she's mesmerized right now by Rogan, oh, right? She's it mu- googly-eyed. It, it must be hot in Thailand because D looks thirsty. <laughs> she calls him blatantly a piece of meat. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, like, I mean, I don't think he he's stuck, right? Like, he can't do anything. It's not like he can, like, if he were to like someone else in the house, like, that's not a thing that could happen at this point, is it? No. Not not unless D gets, like, removed from the game in some way. <laughs> it's funny, too. The, the thing I find so funny, and we touched on this on a previous episode of You Killed It, but... Normally on these shows, it's the women being objectified. <laughs> mm-hmm. In this instance, I mean, it's just so blatant. Her calling him a piece of meat and him trying to be like, well, a gentleman's piece of meat, right? <laughs> it's like, She's like, nah, <laughs> you're just a walking piece of ass. Oh, man, too funny. So we see the sparks flying there for sure. 
And I don't think that's going to end well at all, but okay. Uh, moving on, though. Bear and Laurel. Another solid yeah. flirt session. Laurel in her confessional. First off, she's giving Bear the googly eyes as well. And Laurel mm-hmm. in her confessional is cry- trying to tiptoe around. I don't know if I have a crush on him. I don't think I have a crush on him. I mean... Laurel, you have a crush on him. <laughs> right. Um... Nani thinks, though, that Bear is just playing the game because it would help Bear to be in a showman's or to be all googly-eyed with the strongest girl on the other side of the house. Do you agree with Nani? Do you think that Bear is just kind of along for the ride because this could benefit him in the game? Yeah, that's that's my impression. Okay. I, I mean, it's... Yeah, because we've seen Bear, like, we last season we thought that Bear and Georgia was a bit of a showman's, but that chemistry seemed more real from Bear. You know what I mean? Like, the way those two bounced off of each other immediately. Have they even talked to each other? Have we seen that on this season yet? Not that I've seen. Okay. Just checking. Uh, although, in fairness, we have not seen or heard from a lot of people in the house. Like, it's definitely that part of the show, that part of the season, where they don't have enough time to show everything and everyone that's going on. Yeah, that's true. That's definitely true. Right? Uh, but so, yeah, like, I mean, they might be talking. I wonder. Bear, I don't know. Bear seems to be here for the good time. And Laurel, we know, we've seen Laurel in past seasons, you know, she's also here to have fun as well. But the thing I always give Laurel credit for, she's, for the most part, I feel like she's always been able to separate the game from like whatever is going on in the house with like a dude or a girl or whatever. Like it's still beast mode when when the time comes and it's time to get down in a challenge. She's not really phased or is going to like make decisions because she's with Bear? Like, am I missing something there? Is there, like, a season drama thing that I'm missing from, like, seasons past? The one time where I felt she let someone mess with her focus was uh, when she and Nicole first became involved. And in fairness to Laurel, she was figuring some things out about her sexual orientation at that point right yeah yeah yeah. so like it's 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 a bigger existential question than just like oh i like this person yeah yeah, it's a like oh like i have to rethink a lot about my life and like when i get home i'm gonna have to have some hard conversations with like family members and stuff so i agree with you like nine times out of ten she's got laser-like focus this time a little less focus or that one time with Nicole, a little less focused. But, like, yeah, I don't really see it affecting her game. I think she, yeah, I think focus is the best word. Also, too, I, I just think when you look at the two of them, Bear, Bear mentioned, as mentioned, he's here for the party, right? And But he does yeah. try to talk about the fact that it's early and he's talking about getting caught up in the game. And Laurel says something I found kind of interesting. She said she doesn't have to play it right now. And does she mean she doesn't have to play the game right now in terms of she knows no one's coming for her yet? (laughs) So she's not really, like, too worried. Like, even if the U.S. team lost, they're not throwing Laurel in. 
right? Like no one wants to go no. against Laurel. So is that what she's talking about? Like I, I don't know. But if that yeah, is, it I, makes a I lot don't of sense. Know, I don't know if she meant that morning. Ah, uh, okay. Or if she meant exactly what you're saying, where she feels confident in the game. And I mean, it could be both. Like, I have to say, I don't imagine that Laurel is on anyone's hit list at this point. Yeah. No, that's fair. Totally fair. Um, I was going to say, looking at this team, though, and looking at Laurel and Bear, is that something you're here for? Like, you want to see just something happen there? Is that a showmance you're interested in? I, I a little I, I liked that she said I like that you're scared of me and he's like I'm not scared of you and she was like you said that you were scared of me and he's like oh yeah okay, okay I'm a little scared of you <laughs> I, I I like seeing um, Bear wrong footed like yeah, I like yeah, seeing yeah. Bear sort of at a loss for words and I do think Bear's a little scared of Laurel and I like seeing Bear's discomfort. I have done, and I will be the first to admit this, I've done a 180 on Bear. Okay. Like, last season, as you know, as our listeners know, I fucking hated Bear. I found him so obnoxious and so annoying and such an idiot. And this season, maybe we're seeing less of him, so it's just, like, a little, like, a smaller dose. Okay. But I'm very amused by him. Like, we'll get to it later. But, and like, it's not worth mentioning twice, but when they have the nominations mm-hmm. and he like walks across the table, like he sort of like jumps across it. I'm like, you're, you're such a small child. <laughs> like, <laughs> but I feel like, and like it made me chuckle. Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I don't want to say I'm all in on Bear, but I like him a lot more this season. He's taken it down a few levels, right? Like it's a couple he decibels has. lower than he was last season, just in terms of volume, right? And he, everything was just at one speed. It was all so loud and in your face, whereas he just seemed so much calmer this time around, right? And yeah, yeah, like in doses, he's funny. He's good for reality TV. I'm here for, I don't know if like, I think they make a couple or they make a good showman or whatever, but there's definitely the comedy aspect of it in just the whole way that when you go back to last year, I'm not going to say he was in control of Georgia, but he definitely was holding the power. He had the power dynamic in his corner. This time around, if it's with Laurel, that's not going to be the case, right? No, I, he he is going to not be in charge of that situation. Yeah, and I think that's what interests me the most about seeing how this goes down. But either way, two great characters on the show. I hope they're around for a while because they're both super entertaining. Um, and yeah, pool scenes. Who's mad at pool scenes, right? <laughs> <laughs> no one. No one's mad at pool scenes. Uh, do you know who was mad, though? Oh. Jenny with Big T as Jenny tried to lead a little fitness class yes. with Esther, Big T, and Georgia. Yeah. And Esther and Big T struggled. Yes. Georgia holding her own, Jenny was impressed with Big T with Georgia, said, you know, she's fit, she's trying her best, that's good for him. But she said, and I quote, Big T was annoying her. <laughs> yes. 
Uh, Big T was struggling. Esther was giving some effort. Esther was trying really hard. And she was in there. Yeah. The, the personal trainer side of, of Jenny alluded to that fact, right? As long as you're giving full effort, you can accept that. But Big T kind of seemed like she was giving up, for lack of a better term, or just there for just there to be there, not really giving her full effort, not participating as hard as the other three were. But at the same time, I like the strategy from Jenny, just in terms of she says, I think it's a smart move because she knows who is in it to win it and who isn't. Right. And I think that was a good like from a strategic standpoint, you get to see like, oh, if the choice comes down to Esther or Big T, I'd rather have Esther because Esther, at least in this moment with a simple workout, she's here trying to improve. And you, yeah. you, you could roll with that. You could roll with that. Yeah. I, again, I, I've, I think I say this a lot. But I don't know how you say to MTV producers, Bunham Murray producers, yeah, I'd be interested in going on the challenge and then not immediately getting a personal trainer. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. I feel like you should be, like, if I got a call from Bunham Murray, it would go straight to voicemail because I never pick up my phone to strange numbers. <laughs> but then when I heard the voicemail, I would go to the gym, get a personal trainer, and as I signed for the personal trainer, call Bunn and Murray back. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I still think, though, that a lot of people don't know what they're getting into when they actually get on the show. No, that's right? true. Like, I think that especially the UK people, and hey, we'll get to the actual... We'll get to the actual competition in a second, but I... I I don't think a lot of people know, like you watch it and you think, oh yeah, that looks kind of hard. And it kind of goes along with, oh yeah, I think I'm in okay shape or I'm not in as bad shape as I think I am. But then when those two things meet <laughs> and you're actually on the show, one, it's like, oh shit, this is way harder than I thought. And then two, see, hold on, I'm gonna pause for a second. Cause I do this all the time on this pod and on whatever, I'll go A, and then I'll forget when I get to the next point whether I said A or 1. <laughs> so then when I get to the next point, I'm like, oh, no, is it B or is it my second point? I don't remember. But see, to me, I think it's funny to say A and 2 or like 1 and B. Like, <laughs> so I should so just I run just with like, it as if it's like a running gag? I'm not convinced I'm going to even cut out this conversation we're having. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. But anyways, my second point was you get there and you realize that you're in way worse shape than you actually thought you were in. And yeah. so that's kind of the thing where you're like, oh, no, this could be a problem. But you're right. But it does lead me to a question that I have for you and to our audience. Oh, OK. Jenny is a beast, right? Like you, you're Correct. seeing her. She looks like she is physically in shape. Obviously, she could do some damage my question to you is do you think she could take laurel Ooh, i don't know about that i'm just asking just asking a question i it's a good question and it had sort of run through the back of my head mm -hmm. i do here's here's what i will say i feel 
not saying that she's a farmer, but I feel like Laurel has that farmer strength. Okay. And yeah. I, and so far from what we've seen of Jenny, she might just have show muscles. Okay, that's fair. And for our listeners who are not, I know Sheldon, you know about farmer strength and show muscles. Yeah, we talk about it all the time on the show, especially when you get into eliminations where, yeah, it's contact, and some people thrive yeah. on contact. And others yeah. shy away from the contact. Laurel is definitely not one to shy away from the contact. So no, as strong as Jenny might be, I'm still going with Laurel until proven otherwise. Like I still need to see Jenny in an elimination before I, I think Laurel should be scurred or any of them should be scurred of Jenny. To be honest. Yeah, but but my point is not just being scared of contact, but like. For those not familiar with those terms, farmer strength uh, is when you are physically active every day and and working out core muscles. And so you might not look like super lean or like super ripped, but you're just like very solid. It's like, like what we I call bet old you, man strength. Yeah, old man strength is the same idea as farmer strength. So. CT, for example, I bet CT can actually bench press the most of anyone in that house. Even though Joss, as an example, has a much lower body fat percentage. I got you. I got you. And um, show muscles are when someone's like super ripped and shredded, but they actually aren't that strong. Like they're sort of just working out their uh, outer layers of muscles rather than their inner core strength. Mm -hmm. So, I agree. Like, Jenny looks good. She looks really fit. She says she works out every day. But there's, like, different qualities to strength. And I know you know this, Sheldon. This is for our listeners. Um, for, the physical for specimen our, that I am, right? <laughs> what, what I'm saying, Sheldon, is that I'm not condescending to you. I'm condescending to everyone. Oh, that's so, funny. So, I think... I don't know. I, I still give Laurel the edge. Laurel also has the advantage of just knowing what to expect. Like, she has seen most, or if most, or all of sort of the standard issue eliminations yeah. that they have on the challenge. And, and she's very good at puzzles, and we don't yet know about Jenny and her puzzle skills. True, 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 true. Either way, though, I'm here for the showdown. If it does happen at some point this season, I'm here for it. Mark that I, one down. I also, I also want to give a shout out to CT, who was strolling on a, a treadmill <laughs> and just kept bugging his eyes out at the camera while Jenny's workout class was going on, yeah. like he's Jim on The Office. Yeah, it was pretty good. I just, it was really good. It was good. That's going to be very gifable. Oh, it was already. Oh, it was. Um, so we get to the first daily competition, the team competition, which is called Cryptic Crossbow. Before we begin, uh, TJ announces that Zahida's grandmother passed away, so she left the show. Um, and classic TJ, very respectful, you know, said, like, had to go handle some uh, family matter. We wish her and her family all the best. And they had, like, a very brief weird flashback like maybe a, a five second flashback to her on the phone her yeah and crying and be like my grandmother just died yeah. and like that's it yeah um 
And we're going to circle back to those flashbacks a little further down. But Cryptic Crossbow, uh, let me explain it for the listeners. Each team has to retrieve 16 floating letters floating in this river and solve a four-word puzzle. There are particular letters that will then uh, help them spell out an actual word on a cryptek, which is... um, a sort of like a giant <laughs> bike lock, I guess. Yeah, how do you explain um, that? A, a cryptek is sort of like a locked container. And the way you open it is by having a combination. They, they've been around for hundreds, if not thousands of years. Yeah, thousands of years. Ancient Egyptians had them. So the fun part, though, is that the cryptek is way on the other side of the river, of the water. And to get it over to your side, you have a teammate put in a crossbow and launched about halfway across the body of water. And then they have to swim the rest of the way and push this giant cryptek, which is floating on a bamboo raft across the river. And then everyone solves it together. And notably, when you launch the person from the crossbow, you don't yet have to have the puzzle solved. You just have to have all the letters on the board. Which is a key point, right? And It is a key point. There's so many levels to this challenge because there's teamwork, there's strategy. You gotta figure out how you're gonna divide up the two teams, who's gonna swim, who are your best swimmers, so that you figure out who has to go the furthest. Um, There's just so many different elements to it. How do you put together the puzzle? who's going to put together the puzzle, and most importantly, the strategy that you just mentioned. You don't actually have to fill out the words that are on the board because as Johnny Bananas, I think, was the one to point out very early on, right? The only thing that matters are the yellow pieces, right? The yellow letters, right? Yep, that's it. So the thing that was cool here, or I guess a key part to bring up is that Wes is sick, but despite Wes being super sick, he's still by far the best swimmer. And he kind of dusted everyone in the first part. Yeah. And really, the U.S. team swimming-wise never really looked back, right? Like, they no. just dominated from a swimming standpoint. And the thing – there are a couple of things I found really funny about how this whole thing went down. After Bananas realizes, you know, just figures out, I guess, how to go about this whole thing – the team was arguing about what to do and turbo your man's is just like lying down <laughs> just lying down and he's like oh my english sucks anyways and we have too many brains on our team so i'm just gonna hang out and relax and at first i was like wait a second but then no that makes total sense right like he's right the, and that's exactly what i said last week about turbo what the Americans need is for people to stop trying to be the leader and stop trying to be the hero. Yeah. Turbo recognized his own limitations, mm-hmm. and I'm not crushing him at all. I only speak one language, essentially. He speaks at least two languages, but he recognizes that when it comes to spelling in English, he's going to struggle. Mm-hmm. So what does it help him being involved? Yeah. Just take a step back. Get out of the way. And Good for Turbo. I really respected him for that. Yeah, and the perfect example of... You know too many voices even right at the very beginning as jordan is trying to explain what's going on or no sorry laurel's trying to explain what's going on jordan jumps in interrupts her 
And then as Jordan's talking, Laurel's like, yeah, that's right. And Jordan's like, no, let me finish. And she's like, I said you were right. <laughs> like, they just can't, you know, everybody has to try to be the leader. And there's too many, there's too many cooks. And that's what made Turbo's move so good. But also just the way that he was chilling and relaxing. Someone on, on Twitter, I think, posted the GIF and it was... It's basically like uh, when you let others do the work on your school project, on your group project, yeah. right? And hey, I mean, it worked and you got to give Bananas credit for coming up with how this was going to go down, but actually realizing, I don't know if it's the flaw in the challenge, but I guess realizing the strategy, figuring that part of it out. Um, yeah. Jordan volunteering to be the one in the catapult. I, I forget who it was, but someone mentioned how good that was just because it gets him like out of the way. <laughs> from yeah, Laurel said that. <laughs> it's just funny, man. The dynamics of this U.S. team. We talked about it from the preview show that we did, that it would be a running, the a recurring theme throughout this season. And it's been as advertised, right? Yeah, it, it has been adver- as advertised. And CT, you know, when they were sort of scheming with how they were going to execute their plans, the Brits all just stood in silence and listened to CT as he described. And then afterwards, the Brits really fell behind because they're poor swimmers. And also, when it came time to solve the puzzle, it turns out none of the Brits know how to spell things. And also... <laughs> well, what did Georgia try to spell exquisite? Evacuate, evacuate. That's what it was. Sorry. But she tried to spell it with a Q, <laughs> and she tried to spell it E V A Q U A T E. And I don't know if you noticed this, but she like announced that, and D's like, "No, there's no Q in evacuate." <laughs> and then, as Georgia tried to spell it out with a Q to D. She put the letters in the wrong order as she was spelling it out in her mind. <laughs> like she couldn't even in her own miss. She misspelled her own misspelling. Uh, it's so good. It's so good. Uh, right. And, um, but this is where, you know, we were talking about Jenny and is Jenny a power player? Is she going to be really good this season? This is where I remind you guys of this. And I'm talking to our listeners because I know John's probably tired of hearing me say this. This is where the reminder comes in that the challenge, why the challenge is so good, because the things that you think will make you good, like, oh, I'm super fit. I'm super in shape. Cool. Like, it doesn't matter as much as you think it does, because watching this team, watching the Brits, okay, their swimming wasn't as good as the U.S. team. But also, once they got down, you could tell they got rattled. And that yeah. wasn't good at all because that just, I think CT at one point just said, ah, oh, you guys blew it. <laughs> right? He did. I actually, I noted down what he said because uh, he was right. He, uh, when they were all, they were all screaming and like trying to like solve the puzzle at the same time. Mm-hmm. And he said to them, if you can't handle the pressure, go behind that line. Yeah. No one listened to him. <laughs> and then afterwards, when it was clear that they were going to lose, he said, you guys buckled under the pressure. Yeah. Yeah. And I am here for coach CT. Yeah. And I'm I I think if he stays on their side, he's going to possibly whip them into shape. Because they're definitely a more unified team than the Americans. But think about where they would be if CT wasn't on their team. 
right? Like oh it'd just God. be so much more. Because I guess Kyle would be trying to be the leader. <laughs> yeah. We already know how that would that wouldn't work out well at all either. But it is just crazy to see the dynamic in terms of the two teams because the U.S. at least as chaotic as it was, there was a method to the madness, right? Like Johnny Bananas yelling, whoever had the loudest voice, I guess, at least that loudest voice was correct. And also it was cool to see, you know, the helpful nature of the U.S. team, right? Like Johnny Bananas was helping Faith out of the water. Um, you could see Wes at one point was helping I can't remember who it was. Wes was helping someone else. He like helped bring in their letter once they got pretty close to the end. Right? Like yeah. they realized that it's a team event. And so even though you're swimming by yourself and you might be way ahead, if you think about it, it was CT on the UK team that went back trying to help someone swim their way or oh, Idris, right? He went back Idris. trying to help Idris swim back in. Because again, it's a team event. And those are the little the little things that you would know from doing this game before. So yep. it, it was interesting. There's a lot of little interesting things that you realize and you're like, oh, the UK team might be in big trouble and they probably needed CT a lot more than we realized. Yeah, for sure. And the, like if they had Turbo instead of CT, this wouldn't be much of a game. Yeah, because Turbo also is, Turbo as well as a guy who would get frustrated when the rest of his team isn't, isn't you know, as good as he is or picking things up as well as he is. So, yep. yeah, it, it would be really bad for Team UK, UK, or way worse, I guess, for Team UK. Um, but, again, shouts to Bananas for figuring out, you know, the game and realizing what the word is. And also, they were smart enough to keep it quiet, right, when they did figure out yeah. what the word was, right? That's true. Uh, the catapult. Jordan made the catapult thing look cool. Yeah, man, that would be fun. It'd be terrifying, but fun. Would you do that? You'd, you'd want to try that? Yeah, I'd do it. I also, yeah, I, I would for sure do it. I, um, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I love too how Jordan does everything with style. Right? Like, he couldn't just oh, yeah. go in. He has to add in a flip, right? But hey, why not? Uh, it was funny, though, how far he went, and Joss looked like he went, like, five feet in the air, no? <laughs> yeah, like, do you think that's... It wasn't good like at a... all. I don't know what happened. I have no idea if his thing was just faulty, or if, if you pay attention, Jordan, as it's going out, Jordan also, like, throws himself out. Like, he's jumping off of it, using the momentum, yeah. and also jumping. Whereas I think Joss thought that it would just propel him itself. Right, the catapult itself would just like toss him into the air, but Jordan used that momentum to also jump. So I think there's a bit of strategy there that was kind of lost. But yeah, overall, the U.S. domination from swimming ability to bananas just figuring out. Listen, we can figure out what the word is while Jordan's swimming, but if we just put all the pieces on the board and then just figure it out while he's swimming instead of the UK team that actually sat there trying to figure out what all the words were, right? And then that's where the L came in. And it was a total domination by Team US. They came out unscathed well, except for Wes. Except for Wes. I, um, I like what 
TJ said, that that was a very awesome challenge. Dramatic pause. For the Americans. <laughs> I'm positive that I've never seen such a lopsided victory in a team event. Yeah. Woof. TJ. That is a rough. On fire. Uh, Cam. I want to know, know something, though. How many takes do you think okay. TJ did of that? Was that one take? Just that delivery? Right? <laughs> so good. I mean, we've heard that TJ is not... A one take, Jake. Okay. That that he has to, that he takes several takes to do this. So maybe he didn't nail it on the first try. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. I did. I did like it though. I love. See, the it. thing is, I loved it. I loved it, and like, like I know he's not good at doing those one takes but i also imagine like he was a professional athlete like i'm pretty sure he's good at like shit talk <laughs> yeah i could see that i could definitely see so, that for sure so you know i don't know maybe he did get it on the first try maybe that was a little ad lib it seemed like him you know what i mean true true like it seemed very organic yes so tj asks who's going to be the speaker for the americans for the winning side Cam just jumps in and says, I'll do it, <laughs> uh, which is smart because, first of all, she knows next week, or next daily challenge, it's the men, mm -hmm. and that she, her ass is in on the line anyway, so it doesn't matter yep. if she can't be in next week's tribunal. It's also smart because, in theory, she could be nominated. Yes. I don't think she has anything to worry about, but in theory, she could. Yes. So her strategy, which they don't really like pinpoint and like hammer down, but essentially, one, what you just said is totally true. You ensure that you're not going in, but also you get to decide who is going in. And I think that that is a big deal because she said, and if you think back, this goes back to multiple, multiple seasons, right? Early on, a lot of time is always spent throwing in weak players into the elimination, right? That's what always happens year after year after year. Weak players being thrown in. This time around, though, she, you could tell, wanted to make sure that you would put in a strong player into the elimination. Now, whether that strong player gets eliminated or not, who knows? You don't know what the challenge is going to be or what the elimination is going to be anyways. But at least you take the chance of saying, hey, we're going to take a shot and throw someone in but also the very strategic part of cam's move is she gets to choose who she's in the tribunal with and i think that's also a very key part right because yes she later on we see her talking to polly and she's discussing the fact that you know because people are curious we saw Kara curious about it you know people polly at first didn't seem like he wanted to be in it but when cam rationalizes it and she says hey I wanted to be in, we got a lot of like big personalities on our team, but I wanted to be in the tribunal with someone I could actually have a conversation with and that we might be on the same page, or at least we all try to get on the same page. And I think that was such a smart thing, especially after what happened last week. what do you think, John? I liked it. I liked it for a few reasons. Cam sort of in confessional acknowledged that she has no allies on the American team. And she needs allies if she's going to get ahead. So I think she had, I think she thought about this in it well in advance. Like, I think she knew 
that it was obviously going to be a female elimination, and I think she obviously it, it was such a lopsided victory. She would have had time to think about it, and maybe even before the competition started, I think she said to herself, "If the Americans win, I'm going to volunteer to head up the tribunal." And then she looked around and she's like, who can I work with? Like, who can I force an alliance with? And yep. she later said this episode, I'm going to sort of force myself into an alliance with Kara and Polly. Yep. And it's a good strategy. She has no beef with them. Yeah. Um, they are a rock solid alliance. Like, they're not going anywhere. They're sort of outcasts on their own, but they have some connections. Like, they're connected to CT. They're a little connected to Wes. Yeah. And also, I think she recognized that Smashly has no allies. Yeah. And and Ashley was saying that herself in confessional. So I think Cam is sort of bolting together uh, an alliance. And like I don't recall her having any negative reactions previously with either Polly or Smashly. Mm-hmm. And they're both good competitors. So I think it made a lot of sense. And also, like... Cam cannot be in an alliance with Leroy. <laughs> and Leroy comes, like, he has a larger group of alliances, right? Like, he and Johnny are still good. He and Zach are good. Yeah. He and Wes are good. Like, so there's a lot of people that Leroy would choose over you, and there's a lot of people that would choose Leroy over her. Yeah. So it makes sense, right? Made a whole lot of sense. So. Made a whole lot. Of I sense. thought I thought it was a good play. I did think it was funny, and I think that we touched on this with Bear, and I think it's true for Kara and Polly as well. I th- and maybe Georgia to a lesser extent. I think those people, because those four and Kyle were the most annoying people last season. Okay, right? Like everyone knows it. Kara and Polly in particular were just like would set your teeth on edge and i feel like they watched the tape back and were like "Ooh, this is not a good look and i think they're they've all maybe it's editing maybe they're getting like a favorable edit but it seems like kara and polly in particular and bear have toned it down a hell of a lot and by toned it down i mean their personalities their relationship like but we saw a little flash of it because they showed Kara's reaction when Polly got nominated. And, like, it's amazing how defensive when Kara gets when anyone even mentions Polly. <laughs> right? Like. Yeah. I mean, she said that if she you, trusted if, Cam, though. Yeah, but, like, her immediate reaction, and Jordan later said it, like when they were all talking in one of the bedrooms, Jordan was like, I almost laughed, Kara, watching your reaction when Cam said Polly's name. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, her immediate reaction is like, oh, like, suddenly she's Camilla, where as soon as anyone says her name or Polly's name, she freaks out. Well, the other part of this, right, it's it's making us realize, too, the strategy that's going to be happening going forward. Because if you think about it, as the numbers dwindle, you could see a situation in which, you know, when it's a women's elimination, you're going to pick all girls, right, to just secure their safety because obviously you can't be voted in. Same thing for the guys, right? Yeah. So you're going to start seeing the strategy being used in that sense. 
going forward. But it was interesting to see Cam first off try to take the power, but then actually what she was going to do with it. Because last week it was kind of just, okay, well, who did the best? Who deserves to be yeah. that type of thing? Whereas, no, this was just straight strategy going forward. And yeah, as we mentioned, it made total sense. And her main strategy was let's try to, she wanted to make sure she was putting in a strong girl. And of course, picking Pauly, who was linked to Kara, he would also have a vested interest in throwing in a strong girl as well. Right? Yeah. So it all totally made sense. And that kind of lead, leads us into what ended up happening with the tribunal. And I kind of want your take on like, so the episodes are an hour and a half, right? And there's a yeah. huge chunk here, which we don't really need to get into. But at the end of the day, it's kind of what beefs up the episode, right? Because like, so we know they want to put in a strong person. Okay, cool. So that comes down to either Georgia or uh, Jenny. But at the same time, there's this whole other side of stuff going on. Like, I mean, I like the drama part, but the actual like tribunal part was just like extra whatever. But the drama part, let's start there, I guess. Let's go over that. Georgia okay. tells Big T that they're probably going to put her in. And there's a lot yeah. of angles to this. And it's kind of one, Georgia kind of being the, the team, one of the team leaders here. And I was with her in the beginning where she says, you know, we're going to put you in. You're a rookie. Well, we've seen you train. We don't like and I'm paraphrasing, but essentially she's like, your training's not really up to par and you're a rookie. So we're going to put you in. I was like, I could kind of understand that. And I was kind of with Georgia. But then I think she gave too much information because she started talking about the rookie stuff a lot more. And then when she gets into the Nicole is safe because she's my best friend and I'm going to I'm not bringing up Nicole until someone else brings her up. <laughs> right? Yeah. And I just think she gave too much info, which led to a deeper conversation. And then she gets herself in trouble. What did you make of that whole conversation with Georgia and Big T and then what it turned into in terms of it just spreading around the whole house? I agree with everything you just said. And I, I want to add that I think that this season, this format of the show, would be a lot more interesting if they had had another season of the Brits being on this show. Because hmm. okay. what's going on is Georgia is inexperienced at the political game. And the way last season played out, she didn't really have to play politics. No. Right? Nope. So she's just making a, a dumb move um, because exactly what you said. She's giving too much uh, information to, uh, to Big T here. And I just feel like if... I don't think George is stupid. I just think she's inexperienced. If she had another season to see how other people operate, to maybe learn from her mistakes. And same with Joss and Rogan. Yeah. Yep. Right? Like, Rogan, for all intents and purposes, has not been on a season of the challenge. <laughs> Joss has only been on two seasons of the challenge. They're making mistakes just because they don't know. Yeah. No agree. It's essentially... I know the format is officially United States versus Britain. It's essentially veterans versus rookies, though. Totally right. Totally right. right. Which which is a format that they've done previously. Mm -hmm. Was that on the duel, I want to say? One of the duels? 
in any event, they've done this, but years ago, like when Wes was and Johnny were rookies, they did this format. But it's and those rookie mistakes are coming through. They're showing. Yeah. So yeah, Georgia said too much when she didn't have to say anything. True. Right. Because I also and, think and we that, don't know. But if she just left it at. Hey, Big T, we think you're you might be like no disrespect, but we got a lot of strong competitors in the house, and we just think that in terms of as we rank them, you might be you know at the bottom of the list in terms of our strongest competitors. If you just leave it at yeah. that, that's it. If you let her bring up, well, I think I'm better than blank. Okay, cool. Well, they're still gonna have a vote, and the vote's still gonna read the same. But instead, by having this whole long conversation. Now Georgia's saying that, oh, well, I'm always going to side with Nicole because she's my best friend. And also when you're saying you're going to take her all the way, that means that you also think you're going all the way, which rubs people the wrong way as well. (laughs) right? So it just wasn't a good look for Georgia at all because then that got Kaylee involved, which is just funny because like Kaylee's not a good player in this game. Right. And it just got her involved as well. And got Killer Cam involved in it, and Killer Cam is now confronting Georgia, and it turned into this whole thing. As you know, did you say you're untouchable? It's like she never said that, <laughs> right? <laughs> and it, but it turned into this whole thing to Georgia saying that she's untouchable when she never said that. If anything, she probably said, like what she said was Nicole was untouchable to her because Nicole's her best friend in the house, right? And yeah everything just snowballed and it became so dumb when at the end of the day when they got into the tribunal and they had a vote in terms of who <laughs> who they all wanted to go in pretty much everyone voted for big t anyways less is more yeah less is more yeah less is more and this early in the game you i mean maybe this is a different way of phrasing what we always say about how you just need to keep a low profile yeah. But this early in the game, you don't have to do anything. You know, like you just sort of have to be a competent competitor and pleasant to be around. And you're probably going to get through the first two or three eliminations. Totally true. Totally without true. Without anyone even whispering your name. I mean, it's funny. So this whole debate about like bringing up... Uh, Esther and Big T are rookies who should go in, and everyone's like, wait a second, well, Kaylee's like, wait a second, Nicole and Jenny are rookies too, why aren't we talking about them? Kaylee, the reason why no one's talking about Jenny is because she's your best female competitor. (laughs) Right? Yeah, exactly. That's why. Like, it's a fair question about Nicole, and I understand the argument Kaylee's making, but... I mean that that's why no one's mentioning Jenny because you need Jenny. But the best we haven't really was, seen her compete, but you you need Jenny. The best part though to <laughs> me was Kaylee make, is the one making the stink about this, and then it's not like she voted for Jenny or Nicole anyways, <laughs> right? No. So it was just like, what's happening here? Like, what are we really talking about? I found that hilarious. But well, you know, we're we're talking about the nomination now. Like we've sort of transitioned to that naturally. Yeah. yeah. As I said, so it's this great moment where Kyle is trying to take on a leadership role and admits he's trying to be like CT. <laughs> and, like, kind of fucks it up. <laughs> oh, kind of. No, he did. 
where he's just like, well, we've all agreed that it should be Big T, so let's just vote. And CT was like, well, how about we let the girls talk about it first? And Kyle's like, oh, right, that, sure. <laughs> and then Kyle says in confessional, maybe I should let CD, CT do the talking from now on, yeah. because I'm starting to realize that maybe I'm the team idiot, which, no, you're not. Kyle, you sweet, beautiful boy. You're on a team with Rogan and Bear. Don't worry about it. <laughs> That's but fun. definitely let CT be the leader. Like, he's the captain. You be the vice captain. You be the assistant. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, so as we mentioned, yeah, they end up choosing Big T. Big T ends up getting voted in. Um, shouts to Big T, though, because I'm going to say my line in the episode here. Because, oh. yeah, this is where, you know, they kind of ask her what's going on, what her thoughts are on her side of the house, who she wants to go against. And she brings up Jenny and she just says, you know, she's a personal trainer and blah, blah, blah. So she doesn't really want to go against Jenny. But she says, quote, other than that, I'm ready to take any of these bitches. <laughs> Sorry, let me do that again. She's like, but other than that, I'm ready to take on any of these. Wow, I can't speak. What's wrong with me, John? Sorry. I don't know. Wow. But Jenny, sorry, she says, but other than that, she's ready to take on any of these bitches down. Wow, I can't there talk. There you go. That's not even it. She's ready to take any of these other bitches down, is what I'm trying to say in English, but I can't say it. <laughs> and I don't know what's wrong with me right now, John. I don't know. It's early in the morning. Maybe that's it. It's early in the morning for me. Well, yes, <laughs> Big T says, other than Jenny, she's ready to take any of these bitches down. There we go. Nailed it. Take five. Um, <laughs> take five. I, um, I have a question for you. Yep. Why, why does Kaylee dislike Georgia? Um, why does Cam dislike Georgia? I think I don't they, know. Like that's. I think there was a certain part where there's some hate into the fact that Georgia made it all the way to the final last year in her first season, and Kaylee never really had that success. Cam did make a final, but it took her a while to get there. And I think last season, someone alluded to it that you know the Brits made a pretty solid run during last season, and they kind of came into this season feeling themselves. But in reality, they were only on the show for one year. And I think the, when the house that Kaylee came into, if you remember, right, Kaylee, I don't want to say she got bullied, but remember there was a whole discussion when it was her oh, and, yeah. and Kayla and Jemmy and like that she whole shit going her down. Stuff, she had her stuff thrown off the balcony. Yes, right? So remember like the way that her introduction to the challenge was way different than George's, right? George's was just all fun and games from the get-go. And Cam had to, like, fight her way in mad eliminations early on in her challenge career as well. And I think they both look at Georgia and think, oh, look at this girl. She just came in for one season and made it all the way to the finals, and now she comes back thinking she's all nice and she's one of the stars of this show. I think there's, there's kind of that. That's where the side eye comes in. Resentment, let's say. I, I hear what you're saying, and I think you have a point, but it's so petty. Like, I don't think George is flaunting it that hard. No. And like, you know, like, I, I, Georgia, I quite like Georgia. Um, I think she's a nice person. 
I like our standard on you killed it is you know would you have a beer with this person I would definitely like hang out with Georgia like it might get sloppy but like she seems nice and fun and like has things to say beyond the challenge you know what I mean yeah I'm not mad at Georgia at all I think Georgia has been a good addition to the show Georgia tries really hard she does really well at challenges and if you go back to last season as well their last season's challenges were really really hard and I think Georgia did yeah. a really good job in all of them. But I think overall, again, going back to, you know, the point we we're making earlier, I just think when you're Kaylee, you're looking at Georgia and thinking, oh, man, like she kind of had it easy, even though that's not the case. And I'm not saying that's right, but I think she looks at it and thinks, oh, this girl like went all the way to the final. And, you know, there was not really it was self-inflicted drama, right? Like her and Bear stuff, yeah. like whatever as opposed to the fight that Kaylee had to have when automatically it was just rookie, rookie, rookie. You're going in early. You're being, you know, you're at the bottom of the girl totem pole, like all these things. Or if you're Cam, you have to go into elimination every single week and fight your way to be on the show. And that never really happened to Georgia. And I just think it's it's that. But who knows? As always, I think the truth lies somewhere in the middle. Yeah, for sure. I just, I'm amazed with how, yeah, like the, how much Kaylee clearly dislikes uh, Georgia, and she can't even articulate why. Yeah. Like, this is a show where people in confessional be like, I don't like so-and-so because of this. Yeah. A, B, and C. And Kaylee just can't, can't put, like, her finger on it, but she does not like Georgia, and, like, this is what she's angling for. Which is, I mean, it happens, it's real life, I think it's actually a very realistic thing that's happening, but it's just, it's weird to see. Yeah. No, for sure. But we have a, we have a, an interesting scene, <laughs> an interesting transition, where the Americans, uh, it starts with Tori, but Faith in particular, learn a valuable le- lesson about British pub culture. And how the Brits like to get down. Now, Sheldon, I know you've partied in England. I've partied in England. Yep. It's not like the wildest party, but it is the. It's constant and very loud. It's not like they're dancing. It's not like they are getting reckless, but they stand around and have a pint for. Hours, yeah, and they've also all been drinking since they were like twelve years old, so they can really hold their booze. Yeah, and the Americans are not prepared for this to have Bear and Theo having long debates, probably about soccer teams, <laughs> until like five a.m. and then go to sleep and wake up at nine and feel totally fine. Also, too, you got to remember. I think they're playing. We talked about just the viewpoints of the show and remember the americans are going to bed tory's here to like play the challenge right so they're going to bed and making sure they're well rested for the next day's event because the challenge right like you're competing you're doing physical competition the brits are here because their reality show background is the party right so You know, even Kyle says, hey, it's a challenge house. We're up. We're having fun. Like, who cares? Like, it's loud. Like, that's what happens. And he's right to a certain extent. But it's just a clash in 
challenge cultures much more to me than it is the UK culture versus the US culture. I think it's just challenge cultures, right? Like the UK people as their brand, we keep saying they're brand new to the game. And I also think, cause I said this a couple weeks ago, it's refreshing, right? Because I like that side of the challenge where people are here also to have a good time. And it's not just about, oh, I wake up, I work out and it's like the CrossFit games. Do you know what I mean? Like, I like mm -hmm. that dynamic of the show. So having this Brit culture or this challenge culture, I like it. But it was definitely a clash because, you know, they're up having a good time in the challenge house and the other half of the house is trying to go to sleep. And yeah, apparently, and this part isn't on camera, but Faith claims that Bear told, basically told her to F off or go yeah. away when she asked him to be quiet. And then that led her to trying to wake them up with pots and pans at five in the morning. <laughs> and I mean, this is a throwback. And it's it's funny because my guy LT, we mentioned him already earlier in the pod, but he kept he keeps telling me to bring up the fact that Josh is the most undeserving winner of Big Brother of all time or maybe any other yes. reality show of all time. But uh, I'm reminded of Josh because the banging of the pants is a straight classic Josh move from that season of Big Brother. <laughs> when he was just trying to be mad annoying, he would just bang pots and pans and walk into people's rooms and do that at all times. Faith does this. And it kind of backfires on her, no? Yeah. So I, I just want to back up and say the idea of Bear essentially telling her to fuck off, that has the ring of truth. <laughs> like I, okay. I can I can imagine Bear being drunk Bear being told to be quiet, not handling it well. And I did think that banging the pots and pans is kind of funny. Mm -hmm. I think maybe the thing to do would just be to shake him awake, like just like be more targeted. Yeah, yeah. Um, because as you said, it blows up in her face because Kyle's angry, Laurel's angry, Leroy's angry. Yeah, like there's a whole lot of people who were not part are not directly responsible for the noise but you woke really, up like, she's but you woke up everyone and like she says like you guys are making so much noise and kyle's like i wasn't making noise and like in fairness we did see kyle in the party scene but we don't know what time kyle went to bed and when she was complaining about the noise she specifically said bear and theo so let me, and not kyle so let and, me like, ask you laurel this, was up leroy was up let me ask you this, though. Should there be rules in the challenge house in terms of, hey, guys, we're trying to sleep, keep it down? No. I totally agree with you. I was, I was wondering where you're going to go, but I totally agree with you. Like, you're in the challenge house. Hey, maybe that's my team's strategy because I know that I can perform and go on a challenge the next day on no sleep. But if you can't, then that's an advantage for me keeping your ass up. No? Yeah, no, absolutely. And like, let's say, let's say Kara gets uh, nominated mm -hmm. and Polly knows who's going to go against Kara. Okay. It would be shitty, but I would not blame Polly if he then made a point of keeping Kara's competition up all night to the best <laughs> of his ability. Right? Like, I, to me, I think that's fair game. What did we it say? What's the Johnny Bananas line? 
all's fair in love were in the challenge. Right? So complaining that they're keeping you up on a show in which there's a lot of partying and people are up drinking and filming a reality show, I get how annoying that would be. I, I really do. But again, it's a challenge. Like you're sleeping in rooms where people end up like banging in the bed beside you, right? Like there's clearly no rules. And as annoying as it might be to have people keeping you up at 3 a.m. in the morning, it's kind of like tough shit. But apparently it was too much for Faith because she left. Yeah. That was weird. Again, though, shout weird. out to TJ for how he broke that down. <laughs> yeah. I I am surprised that she left. Like, I mean, we say this all the time. There has At to be more point, to it, though. Yeah. That we didn't I see. also... I, yeah, I wanted to bring this up because... When TJ announces that she's left, they do another one of those weird flashbacks. Yes. And I find it weird that in now 90-minute episodes, they don't have the time to really show us that. Like, it's, a, it's an interest, interesting producing decision yeah. to not include that. And, like, I'm not mad at it. Like, I didn't need to see five minutes of Faith explaining why she was coming and going. Or Zahida, for that matter. Yeah. But it was just, it's an interesting decision to be like, we're just literally going to show a, a quick five-second clip. I, I mean, maybe it speaks to how much is going on inside the house. But, yeah, it's interesting. The other thing that I found interesting is that Wes missed all this drama. He was hospitalized for the night. He comes back looking well-rested, happy, and healthy. Like, he's definitely... He says he's not 100%, but he's like 90%. And everyone seemed... Like, he walks into a room. It's Kara, Polly, Josh, um, D. There's someone else in the room. But he comes back into the room, and they're all really happy. Like, they're cheering, they're hugging him. And then... Jordan shows up wearing a kimono and yeah. is frankly a dick to Wes. And Wes gets really annoyed pretty soon. Yeah. And like pretty quickly and tells him to fuck off. And I'm curious, what did you think of that scene? Because like I said, I found it interesting. I have thoughts, but before I like go into a deep dive, I want to know I just found what do you think, weird. Sheldon? I just found it weird. Like Jordan's just trying to be a uh, shit disturber, right? And I get it. Um, the thing that's kind of weird, and while you were talking, I looked up to see if Faith said anything about her exit, which she did. I'll get to that after. But one of the things that Faith did say in relation to Wes, she said that she slept in the same room as Wes and can say that he was really, really sick. A lot of us were. They brought in a foreign doctor that couldn't even explain to us the medication he was giving us. Everything was way harder on, on us dealing with that infection. So, yeah, Wes is really sick, but that explains like the reaction when he got back into the house. Like People were happy to see him, right? Because like, oh, yeah. you're okay, cool. So it kind of makes Jordan's reaction even weirder like was he just trying to make a moment for tv i don't know i, yeah, I found I'm it weird i found it just odd i i agree i think it was odd well i think it's odd but i also think 
there's two main reactions that I thought were interesting. The first is that D witnessed this and she was really shook by it. And she's saying like, maybe Wes doesn't have as strong a hold of the Americans as I thought. But she was watching how Jordan was so negative towards Wes. Yeah. But she didn't see, she didn't like read the room and see how everyone was unimpressed with Jordan. Uh, like, yeah. Kara and Polly, who aren't super tight with Wes, like they can work with Wes, but they're not like, I mean, I guess they sort of grew closer between last season and this season. But like everyone just thinks Jordan's a dick in that moment. Like here's a guy who is clearly visibly sick. <laughs> And you're just being a dick to him because yeah, of, like, weird. gamesmanship. It was weird. And I feel like I generally like Jordan, and I respect his game. I do think he's one of the best competitors this show's ever seen. But I think he's really overplaying his hand with Wes. And that Wes is going to have the temperament where he stays calm and cool and collected. And... Jordan's gonna just look like an asshole. <laughs> yeah. And like and this scene I think is like really I mean, we saw it with that big team meeting that Jordan called that didn't quite go as well as he hoped. And we really saw it here where everyone's like, Man, like dude was really sick. Like, can't we just in the moment be happy that our teammate who is a good competitor, like our best swimmer, <laughs> is fine? Yeah. <laughs> like it was very odd. It was definitely odd for sure. Yeah. So I, I think that's an important scene for how things are going to play play out. Then yeah. the Americans have a team meeting and do the Pledge of Allegiance, which is so American. I, I know most of our listeners are American. But you guys <laughs> are weird about certain things about your country. Like the American flag is everywhere when you're in the United States and you don't see that in other countries. And like the Pledge of Allegiance is a thing that other countries don't really do. It's just, it's a, it was like, it was a funny moment and I loved how like Leroy got into it. It was like fist pumping and like doing it up like classic charismatic Leroy. Yeah. But it was also just like such a, I, when I saw it, I like shook my head and laughed and like, that's so American. Like they, get so into themselves and it's so funny to me yeah i mean it was a funny conversation on the whole like just to see how they kept bouncing back and forth and it was a good idea in theory to have this meeting to see where everyone's head was at well actually no i take that back it was a great idea because you're seeing where everyone's head's at and everyone continues to expose themselves right because every time someone's name came up someone would be like oh no we can't put that person in, right? Like George's name comes up and Josh is like, no, I don't want to see her go in. D's name would come up and Wes is like, oh no, I don't want to see that, right? And it was just like so ridiculous, but also super smart because you see where everyone's alliances are on the other side. And yet it's so funny that all these people would openly give away their alliance on the other side of the house. It was so like smart by the people putting it on in terms of Cam but dumb by the people giving up their information, right? Yeah, I agree. And also because I, they, it's not like they were really going to listen to them anyways. <laughs> no. I do think that, I mean, it's a unanimous vote to put Georgia into um, 
proving ground. What do they call it? The proving ground. I was just going to call it the elimination chamber. That's an entirely different program. <laughs> um, to me, it does come down to either you put in Georgia or you put in Jenny. For sure. Because I think those are the two best female competitors on the British team. I think Jenny is more of a physical powerhouse, but it seems like Georgia is more of a political powerhouse. And that arises from what Polly, Ashley, and Cam saw during the nomination ceremony, but also from what Big T told them, because that's her impression too. Like she sort of confirmed their suspicions. Totally. And and so like at first I was like, eh, maybe they missed their shot and that they should have put in Jenny. But I also see the wisdom in putting in Georgia. Uh, the competition between Georgia and Big T is Firestarter. Uh, shout out to the Prodigy. Sorry, Prodigy. There's no that. <laughs> and the format is, it's essentially a more elaborate wrestling thing. They have to push a cart that is filled with rocks but has a uh, flame. giant flame in it and they have to light their opponent's fuse before this even began who did you think was going to win and how fast did you think it was going to be over i thought it would take a while i didn't think it would take an hour and a half but i thought georgia would win because i just thought it would be about stamina yeah and i thought that big t would gas out um so that's what i thought was going to happen uh and I mean, I don't think that Big T gassed out. I think the whole thing really came down to strategy. Because, yeah. you know, it was kind of a thing where instead of trying to, like, push the cart, you kind of had to, like, angle it and, like, use the wheels and turn it and maybe try to, like, flip the angles that you were using. You know what I mean? Like, in terms of the directions you were going in. And yeah, you sort of had to try to trick your opponent into going with you even briefly yeah and so i think it's sort of like judo like you're using their momentum against them exactly and i think that just the way that it plays out with turbo helping uh helping georgia i think that probably like gave her a little more extra confidence whereas i don't think as many people are invested in big t to like really be helping her or giving her tips on what to do next or how to stay in the game um but yeah i mean i thought georgia was gonna win and georgia won (laughs) right it was i mean in terms of visually it's not like this was like a visually you know great elimination round but it was kind of cool and the fact that it went for that long like that's a hard challenge Right. And that's all you ask for with this stuff. Right. You just ask for it to be something difficult. And it's also a thing where Big T put up a good fight, which is what you want and which is why you throw in a strong player, because there's a chance for the upset. Like you have no idea how someone's going to do in that. Yes. And, And like shout out to Big T. I thought she really showed a lot of heart. She did way better than I expected. Yeah. I really underestimated her. Um, I did like Georgia kind of fucking with everyone where she made it sound like she was going to switch to the Americans and then it's like nah I'll never turn my back on the United Kingdom we saw that coming a mile away like we didn't oh yeah there's no way we didn't buy that she was going to switch I as soon as she started playing it up like that and she's trying to be all serious I'm like I'm on to you Georgia I know I know I'm on to the game that you're you're playing here Georgia I'm I wasn't fooled I wasn't 
but I appreciate the attempt. Uh, you already said your line of the episode, so if you don't mind, I'm going to go ahead before and say you do my that, line. Though, before you do that, though, oh. can I just read one thing that I just saw on Twitter? And it's sure. about Faith and her leaving. Sure. So she sure. said that. It. So she quote tweeted the video of, I guess, the argument between her and Bear. And she said, you would have thought I was trying to kill them by banging a pot twice. Immediately after, I got ganged up on by three grown men. I don't condone that type of behavior to any woman, so I dipped. However, the edit, that's the truth. She later says, he, I'm assuming is uh, Bear, he tells me who cares about the noise, roll over and go to sleep, but he is upset because he got woken up. But I like how you guys edit out him jumping off the couch and getting up in my face calling me a quote slag way to go lol mm. Mm. so I... and then her twitter account is just her like retweeting people that are saying like there has to be more to it what happened and she's just saying because there was but i'm not shocked mm. um i have to say that the Challenge does not have the best history of fair edits to women or people of color okay. all the time. Okay. So there might be some truth to that. And, but at the same time, I feel like we did see a lot. I don't know. What did you think? I think that once you leave in that manner, unfortunately, like you go on a show in which they're taking your creative license. And so once you leave like that, you're giving them no other choice but to like they're going to do what's in the best nature of the show. Right. And so if they have if there's an argument where people are screaming at each other and whatever. Right. And, and it doesn't turn physical. But let's say she gets up and she's yelling at Bear. Bear's yelling back and whatever there's a fight that they are able to catch on camera that they didn't show i don't know but at the end of the day unfortunately you're leaving them with the creative license to do whatever they want that sucks yeah but that's kind of the case and as long as nothing physical happened as long as you know he didn't say something that's like way over the line do you know and i think we know what the lines are at this point right Yep. It sucks, but it's just a reality of the situation. And, you know, when you leave like that, I mean, yeah, it's just not going to turn out well for you. It's just not. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I, and again, I don't know what was really said. She doesn't really go into much detail. Like, that's all that she said about it. They're, they're just more of an argument. But if they're just yelling in your face and you didn't like that, because he got up and yelled in your face. I mean, again, this is reality TV. I, I, I mean, yeah. You, you know what? Uh, did you see what Wes tweeted about his illness? I did not. He, he said that uh, it turns out it was an STD he caught from fucking Johnny Bananas so hard last season. Jeez. Well played. That's a pretty like good that line a lot. of the episode. 
That yeah, that is my line of the episode. <laughs> I hold on. Was that your? Was that really your line of the episode, or are you just changing it to that now? No, that really was my line of the episode. Incredible, incredible. In um, I have to ask you, Sheldon, who killed it for you this week? This is gonna sound crazy, and you Uh-oh. might even say it's a reach. Uh oh. But I gotta say, my MVP of this episode is. Johnny Bananas. Wow. You're going to have to explain that for me. He's the one that won the challenge for the U.S. team. Okay. When really all think right. about it, they're all arguing about what the strategy should be and whether or not they're all yelling and he just had the loudest voice at the end of the day. He was the one that got them on board in terms of the most important part, which was we can figure out what the actual word is while Jordan's swimming. So let's just put all our pieces up there so that he can start swimming and getting it. And all we got to do is just get the word correct by the time he gets back. Now, whether or not that's how it actually played out or if that's just the edit they showed us, I could only go by what I saw. And I saw Johnny, I saw a lot of people yelling and then I saw Johnny Bananas being the one to say, hey, we should do this. And then they did that and that was the major reason why they won. They had a huge, like Jordan had a way bigger head start on Team UK. And by the time they got back, they were able to solve the puzzle. And you play to win the game. They won the game. And yeah, Johnny Bonetta, I'll say this too. The reason why this is super weird. He's taken it down a few notches this season so far. And I'm appreciating that. He's not, he's like, he's not all up in the camera. He's not even all up. I mean, the confessionals, that's just a different edit, right? Like that's like the edit choices by the producers. But we're not being overloaded with Johnny Bananas this season. And I appreciate that. And it's yeah a change of pace and it's working out for him, right? Like he's kind of just there to kind of throw a jab here and there at Wes. And he's, he's, playing, he's playing his position a little more, which is needed because he sees Jordan and Wes going at it and he might add in and just gas up Jordan a little so that Jordan's attention's not on him. <laughs> right. Yeah. But it's working so far, but the main, my main point is he won the challenge for them. And my sub point is I'm appreciating this low key or lower keyed Johnny bananas so far. And the same can be said for Kara, as you mentioned, Polly, right? Like, there's a lot of people that have taken it a, 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 a notch down so far. We'll see how long it lasts. So. Who's your MVP? Who killed it for you in this episode? I'm going with Cam. Killa. Because I think Cam is playing the political game really well. We already talked about it. I do think that she came into this uh, daily competition with the idea in her mind that she was, if the Americans won, that she was going to volunteer herself to be the leader. Automatically keeps her safe. I know it was very unlikely that the Americans would turn on each other this early, but keeps her safe. And she is essentially forcing an alliance, as I said, with Polly, Kara, and Smashly. And those are good people to have in your corner. She also continues to have Kaylee on the British side and Cam was was as you said with Johnny and Jordan gassing up Kaylee. Yeah. 
and getting Kaylee to stir shit up with the Brits. And right now, the big advantage that the British have over the Americans is that they have a united front. Well, Cam did more than anyone else on the American team to sow the seeds of discord among the Brits. So I think Cam is putting herself in a great position. I agree with what you said about Johnny Bananas. And I will say, I don't know if you feel this way. I didn't really feel like anyone really like showed us something special this week in particular. Like I'm not saying Cam and Johnny were like heads and shoulders above the rest. Unlike say Jordan last week. But I do think that they're making good moves. Um, so yeah, for me, Cam killed it. Kill a Cam killed it. No, no, I can't. I can't argue with that one, man. Where can the good people find you on social media? Uh, you can find me, you know, super excited about the NFL starting. You can still find me dealing with NBA withdrawals, but you can find me on Twitter at Shell Alexander and on Instagram at Sheldon Alexander. And don't forget to like and subscribe to this you killed it podcast on itunes and on soundcloud and on youtube like and subscribe tell your friends join the challenge wave man it's only episode two it's still early join in it's it's easy to catch up and you can find me on twitter and instagram at jay chidley hill um i don't think i'm going to be tweeting about anything too crazy like i don't really have any assignments coming up although i will say I made a very sarcastic tweet um, just before we started recording this morning okay. about Bianca Andreescu, and people are not getting my humor. <laughs> um, so, so it goes. It so happens. it goes. It you know, genius is never recognized in its time. Shooter Decades shoot, from man. now, when I'm. That's right, shooters do shoot. Uh, So until next week, this was You Killed It. You killed it.